it up. Because when I grew up in the 70s and 80s, autism was unheard of. It was 1 in 10,000. Now it's 1 in 30. And experts are saying that in the next decade, it is going to be 1 in 2 children will have autism. That, folks, is not something that is genetic. It is an epidemic. Now, you can have a genetic predisposition for anything, but it's going to be an environmental factor that trigger it. So, what about all those environmental factors? So, up to the age of one, our children, if you follow the vaccine schedule, receive over 20 vaccines. And at the age of one, they receive an MMR and a Vercella. Now, so many years ago, about 16 years ago, when my son went in for his 12-month well baby visit, got raving reviews of how wonderful he was doing. He met us all his milestones, and he was doing great. He walked on time. He talked on time. He probably even did it earlier. We even called him our little monkey. He was all over the place. He received his MMR and Vercella vaccine, and within 24 hours broke out in a full-body rash, had a fever for over five days, and slowly started to regress into a state of autism. He started to lose his speech, his motor skills, and some cognitive ability. And after two and a half years of trying to figure out what was wrong with my son, all I kept getting from the pediatrician was, oh, that's normal. <laughs> right? Are you shocked? A Warrior Mom's Journey to Healing Autism. Welcome back to Whistleblower Wednesday here on the Rob Manus Show live at the Red Voice Media Network, folks. And welcome to our X-Spaces simulcast audience. I know it's the day before Thanksgiving and deeply appreciate all of you that are joining us today. Well, autism, as you heard in that video, now affects one in 36 children, according to the CDC. That is a staggering statistic especially when reflecting on the adage that, quote, our children are our future, unquote. This is undoubtedly an epidemic, uh, as our speaker and guests just said, as the prevalence of this disorder continues to increase at an alarming rate. If the current trajectory continues, one in 12 children will be diagnosed with autism in 2030. The health of the next generation is an obstacle that our society has to face head on. Over 2 million parents have heard the words, your child has autism this past year. And along with that diagnosis comes the unfortunate misconception that there's no hope for those on the spectrum. However, every year, many remarkable parents, practitioners, and doctors reveal incredible breakthroughs in alternative treatments and therapies, proving that this is not a helpless diagnosis or a hopeless diagnosis. That mom you just saw in the cold open that warrior mom is Air Force veteran Tracy Slepsevic, and I probably messed that name up. She'll have to tell me. And she's leading the charge in this community. She recently released her best-selling book, Warrior Mom, 
providing guidance to parents with newly diagnosed children. Tracy, as the dad of an autistic teenager myself, welcome to the Rob Mana Show. Well, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Well, I've been getting ready for this show all week since I got you scheduled because uh, as you heard my voice break up there, uh, it's going to be difficult for me to get through it. But your speech yep. that you gave yep. at the Reawakening America Tour, your, your speech you gave at the Reawakening America Tour uh, provided me with all of my cold opening clips that I do. I do a cold open clip for every segment. So we're going to enjoy all of that. But uh, tell us about Noah uh, a little bit more, please. And Noah is your son, who's 18 now. My, my son is 19. So we were on parallel paths uh, in this journey. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how he did as you got him to age 18. I know he's doing well now, uh, but uh, but I'm really curious to have the folks listen to your story about the journey after you got the diagnosis a little bit more. So as you heard a little bit about it, um, it took me a long time to figure out what was wrong with my son and what was actually happening. Uh, once he got very sick and started to regress. And even after a few mon months of, of losing speech and some motor skills and stuff, the pediatrician just kept saying over and over how normal this was. Oh, it's normal to regress. So I'm, <laughs> I'm the first parent here to tell you it's totally not normal. And, you know, as time went on, I put him in a preschool and another preschool and they're like, your kid's got special needs, you know, we can't care for them. And, you know, Harbor Regional Center that lost my paperwork uh, was never forwarded on to a clinical psychologist. I, I was literally, honestly, ready to put my head through a wall. Um, at age three, I did ask the pediatrician, is it possible that my son could have autism? And as you know, that's not an easy question to ask. And then she's looking at him. He's, he's spinning her stethoscope round and round and round and round and round. And her words to me were, no, kids with autism don't do pretend play. And I'm like, hmm, okay, great. My kid doesn't have autism. Okay, what's wrong with my child? And that's completely false. First of all, it's a little bit of like repetitive play versus pretend play. And don't ever trust a pediatrician you know, I know we need them at times, but don't ever trust a pediatrician to diagnose any child with any neurological disorder. That is not their job. So moving forward, um, I say when I had the worst of times, it was God that would send me angels to literally light my path, send somebody to me to direct me on what to do, where to go, and how to do it. And for a short time, my um, as, as Noah was going through schools and the second preschool was like, I'm sorry, we can't care for him. I went to work one day and I'm bawling. And my husband hired a new front desk woman. And she had a son with autism. So she's asking me questions. And over a very short period of time, she told me exactly what to do and where to go. And nobody gave me as you know, you, you don't have a guidebook on what to do if you even think your child might have autism. And she came into our lives and she was gone as quick as she came. But very kind, very loving, and then I never saw her again. 
And then as soon as Noah was diagnosed, we actually took him through the school district after the age of three. And as soon as they told us that Noah was autistic-like, I, I had some sort of answers. And that very same day, I went back to the office. And adjacent to our office was my naturopathic doctor, and he's walking down the hallway. And he's like, what's the matter? So I told him, you know, that Noah was diagnosed with autism, and he looks me dead in the eye, and he said, Noah will be okay. I want you to go home, and I want you to do your research. And I truly feel like Noah will live a normal functioning life. And I'm like, okay. I sucked those tears back up into my eyes. I went home, and as you would know, I quickly got my PhD in how to heal my child. And somebody told me the other day, I think it was one of the doctors I was talking to, he said, you know what, the ones that know it all are the parents, are the parents that, that you know, have to learn really fast how to heal their kids. They're reading books, they're going to conferences, they're, they're, they're going to parent meetings, they're talking to other parents, they're doing whatever it is that they have to do. So my whole goal when I wrote this book was one, to give parents and caregivers and family members um, hope that these kids can lead a functioning life. My son is 18 years old. He is fully functional. He goes to college. He drives. He goes to his own doctor appointments. He, he, he wants to travel to the UK all on his own. I'm not sure if I'm going to let him do that. So these are the amazing things. And it was all about addressing those underlying conditions, those biological conditions associated with neurological disorders to get him to a functioning state, starting with diet, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Um, we did stem cell therapy, supplementation, IV therapies, all these things. This poor kid has literally been through the ringer. And all he has ever done is looked at me and say, okay, mom. Well, that's a fantastic story. I'm glad to hear it. Well, we have a live audience, and we uh, engage with them during each segment. So I'm going to go over there. Our hosts are Kat and Shell uh, on X Spaces and uh, see if anybody's got a question for you, uh, because that's what this day is all about, is, is getting questions answered for folks. And I prep the audience, uh, especially if they have a child or a grandchild or a relation or their provider, to please ask questions. So, Kat, you got anybody with a question? Yep, our own shell does. Awesome. Hello, and uh, my question is, is when you say don't trust your pediatricians to make these diagnoses, um, who should we expect our pediatrician to direct us to in the medical field to complete these diagnoses and get an accurate one? So to get an accurate diagnosis, it's typically only a clinical psychologist that is educated enough to diagnose a child with autism spectrum disorder or other neurological disorders. So I, at the time, I went back to Harbor Regional Center, I submitted the paperwork from the school, and then they you know, scheduled me uh, an evaluation with a clinical psychologist as to where Noah was formally diagnosed. So these resources, you could, you could go a private way and you can um, hire a clinical psychologist to do the evaluation, 
or you can you can go through your state resources to to get an evaluation for your child but i can't guarantee that it won't get lost like mine did oh yeah we've uh, experienced lost records and all all of that uh and our journey was a little bit different than yours but uh, absolutely well great answer great question I've got to do an ad read real quick because we have to do commercials and stuff to pay for this stuff. So stay right there, uh, Tracy. Uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, listen up, folks. Bidenomics is not working. The U.S. dollar is losing value, and your hard-earned savings are at risk. You can act now, though, before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Well, welcome back to the Rob Beta Show. And uh, uh, we are talking today with uh, author, warrior mom, Air Force veteran, Tracy Sleptovic. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Disco is my producer. Disco, pl go ahead and play clip two because I, I have this question for Tracy I want to ask for the audience. So, yes, I did. I went home and I started Googling because back then in 2009 when he was diagnosed, you could Google healing autism and you could get a lot of resources. But today you cannot. It is corrupt. You will get go get your COVID vaccine. Because as I was doing my research on studies for my book, because I had to back up a lot of the medical portion with research, it took me months because I couldn't find it. So when COVID hit and I saw that they were fast-tracking a vaccine for COVID, they were bypassing all the tests and trials. I said, wow, now it's time to tell my story. Well, that uh, setup was for me to ask this question. Why, why can't you find it on Google? I don't really get that, you know? Uh, is there something like conspiracy to hide the information from parents now about autism because the numbers have grown so high? Well, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, everything's censored now. You can't, I mean, everything that you Google is, for the most part, is an absolute joke. Unless you're just looking for your local business or whatever's near me. And I use Google all the time, don't get me wrong. But to ask, ask for facts and information, you're going to find that it's extremely buried. So I probably, to write my book, I, I'm probably going to say that I read over 100 PubMed studies. And all of this is public information. You can go on the PubMed website. You can search um, autism, mitochondrial dysfunction, autism, MTHFR, autism, you know, vaccine injury. You can, you can do all these different things. Um, also, childrenshealthdefense.org is a great resource of information for a lot of these parents, in which I put that in my book as well. So there's, there's 
more studies that they did. So when I said in the video that the one in 30 were diagnosed in 2018 when Children's Health Defense did a, um, a study of their own with a range, uh, age range between ages two and 17. Now the CDC, when they they do their studies, they only, they only go by the eight-year-old children. So the rate one in 36 is based off of eight-year-olds that have been reported, you know, to the CDC that they have autism. So. The interesting thing that you, uh, that I saw in your speech, and uh, I'm going to bring up uh, this picture of the vaccine schedule over the years uh, because I wanted to I wanted to point something out for the audience that will cope. You guys uh, on Spaces will see this if you go back and look at the video. But the chart that we're showing now has the 1962 child vaccine schedule, 1983, and then 2019. Just for reference, Tracy. Uh, I, I was born into an Air Force family, so I have shot records all the way back to when I was born, and uh, and that matches up uh, and confirms the 1962 uh, area. I was born in 61, so that's exactly what my shot records looks like. Uh, but on the right, uh, compare five doses in 1962 with 72 doses in 2019, and I'm pretty sure uh, that uh, in my son's immunization record from the date of his birth, that's exactly what it looks like. And it's just a picture that you get from that. Uh, I've tried to explain it to people several times, but it's really hard to see. Y'all go back and look at the video and look at that chart of the immunization schedule, 1962 and 2019 comparison. It's unbelievable. And when I saw that the first time, I'm a science-based person, you know, I'm an aviator and bomb disposal tech. So everything I do is about chemistry, physics, you know, all those things. Uh, in my career, uh, I was not surprised at all that it, there were adverse reactions and that one of them is probably autism, more than likely. And you mentioned children's health defense. Uh, they fight for research, more research, to really figure out why these autism cases have exponentially increased in the last 20 years, don't they? Yeah, and they have attorneys. So a lot of times, um, you know, these attorneys are fighting these vaccine injury cases, and there's so many. Most of them will never be seen in vaccine court. It's just, it's unheard of. And it's our tax dollars that pay for it. So ever since 1986, when uh, they signed into law that, you know, big pharma and any vaccine manufacturers or anybody who administers a vaccine would not be held legally liable for any vaccine injury because they were dishing out all kinds of money in vaccine injury claims. And then all of a sudden, it's up to us taxpayers. But then also, if you think about it, it they have to be able to be heard. So, and, and they're going to constantly be shot down. And never once in the history of vaccine has there been a true placebo trial. So, so we talk about science, right? You know, right. when we took chemistry and biology in school, we were taught that you have a control group and, you know, you have your placebo and your control group. Mm -hmm. your control group. So, and from there... Um, none of these vaccines, not even going back to when you were younger, none of these vaccines had ever had a blind placebo trial. 
It is, so they've never been tested properly. And a month ago, when I was at a conference, I met a gentleman who's older and got the, the five doses, right? He actually, him and his brother got vaccine-induced polio. And that was very common back then. So people yeah. think that polio, the polio vaccine, was like the savior of all saviors. So I want you to go back and I want you to thank your plumbers because what happened was they cleaned up the sewer system and the waters and all of that and, and so then people stopped getting sick. And that was what was helping out with the whole polio epidemic because people were dying from the polio vaccine. They were crippled from the polio vaccine and the polio vaccines were dosed with all kinds of carcinogenic materials inside of it. So who's to say who got cancer and who didn't get cancer? Yeah, and I think the polio vaccine was actually started and then taken back uh, yeah. initially because of all the deaths and illness that it caused. So, uh, so I guess you weren't, uh, and I don't want to get off track here, but I have to ask this. I guess you weren't surprised when we found out that the COVID-19 vaccine that was being trying to be forced on babies and children uh, wasn't really tested. You weren't surprised by that. I wasn't. I was scared when everything first came out um, because I had been battling on the front lines for so many years since 2008, since Noah was diagnosed. And, and then I found out that he was vaccine injured. So my first functional medicine doctor that did a full evaluation on Noah and checked all those underlying conditions. The kid was full of mercury, aluminum. You know, these are all different um, adjuvants and that are in vaccines. Right. And they utilize these adjuvants to kick in that immune reaction so the vaccine is more effective. So all those vaccines, and I could tell you that without my knowledge, my son received three flu shots in the first year of his life. Really? And I'm like, that, hmm. that's almost unheard of. So he received 22 vaccines in his first year, and then he received the MMR and Versella. And I just found out, I'm learning something every day, I swear, I'm a sponge. I just found out that Legally, it says on the warning label of the Versella vaccine that they are not to receive it with the MMR vaccine. Wow. And I literally just found that, that out when I spoke at the Children's Health Defense Conference a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, you're joking me. Now, so, were you guys under the DOD system, uh, health system, when he was getting these vaccines? I'm just curious. No. Okay. So I was already out of the military. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had my own dose of vaccines and vaccine injury. As, as soon as I went in at the age of 20, um, I immediately started having joint pain, migraines. Um, I, I developed glaucoma at a very young age. Hmm. Who gets like, so my pressures in my eyes immediately started to go up and, you know, all kinds of other stuff, you know, ovarian cysts, um, endometriosis. I mean, I could give you the laundry list. And I found that when I started to heal my son, I started to heal myself. And I'm like, there's, there's a correlation here, right? There's oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, I asked the question about the DOD system because uh, my son was born when I was a squadron commander in 2004. And anecdotally, we have like five or six babies born in that squadron that all are on the spectrum. Uh, yeah. They're all boys. Uh, and, and every one of them are on the spectrum, the ones that I've been able to confirm uh, anyway. So I was just wondering if, uh, if, it was, uh, if you guys had, a, had that experience in the Air Force, too. Uh, let's go over to the uh, live audience. We've got a hand up, Kat. Uh, what's the question? Sofa, go ahead. All right. So I'm going to steer way clear from the vaccine because I have views that Colonel, I will get you shadow banned immediately from marrying them. <laughs> I would rather ask young parents or, or new parents that are com breaking in, uh, coming into this uh, scenario where they have a, a newly diagnosed child with autism, uh, uh, I know in elementary school, they have IEPs that deal with autistic needs. Uh, do, do like pre-K and kindergarten, do they have anything similar? And also, I also want to point out that if you're not, as a parent, if you're not satisfied with the IEP of your school district, if you happen to live in a in a state that provides school choice here in texas we don't they're working on that you can look around and see how other school districts around you handle ieps so the thing with ieps one they have to be going to a public school once if you trans over transfer over to a private school in any way, shape, or form, they are not obligated to honor an IEP. It's only, it's only that's state um, mandated. And you're right, there's, there's different types of schools that have different types of rules. So in, it seems like every city or wherever you go, it's different. Obviously, me being here in the state of California, I mean, we're kind of doomed um, in regards to vaccines. You need to homeschool your child. And they are indoctrinating children. So you don't only have to worry about having to, you know, vaccinate your child to put them in school, to get them a proper free education in which you're entitled to. But you also have to worry about indoctrination. And it's IEPs are... It, you literally, that's why I called it warrior mom. You have to put on your armor and you have to go to bat for your child. You are your child's best advocate. Now I've hired an advocate before for my son a couple times in regards to, I don't really know the laws like they do. And then there was a point where we were gonna have to hire an attorney because the one-on-one -on -one aid threatened my child. Um, so these are, these are where you found a warrior mom in the principal's office, you know, throwing a, a, a book at the, the principal saying, so tell me how your glorified effing babysitter is going to discipline my kid, because that's what she wrote in the parent log. And, I'm, and you saw fear on this guy's face, but it is a battle. But I tell parents, this is, this is what you have to do these days. If you have children, if, if one parent can be home to homeschool, 
it, it's almost, it's a matter of, of life or death. Because as my son was in high school, COVID hits, and then there's this button heads because his friends are getting vaccinated. And he wants to get vaccinated like his friends. And he's like, well, why can't I? I said, well, let me show you the ways. I, <laughs> you know, I said, but tell me this. This is all I could tell you. Your friends have been vaccinated. They've all got COVID. You have not been vaccinated and you have not got COVID. So tell me who is on the safer side? Who's better off? Yeah, exactly. You know, the IEP situation, uh, I ended up taking my son out of uh, public school and homeschooling him uh, at the beginning of seventh grade because they just couldn't support him in a way, in the, in a way that he would flourish. It was all about keeping other people safe uh, is what all the IEPs and the, the, uh, the followers, I forget what the term is for the people that follow them around and those kind of things. Uh, uh, well, we've got to take a commercial break, uh, Tracy, uh, but we'll be right back uh, with uh, Warrior Mom, uh, you know, getting to autism, autism healing with your child. Uh, it's a great book, and uh, uh, you all need to go check it out and get a copy of it. I'm Rob Manus. We'll be back after these messages. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. child and all the trials and tribulations in the BS that we went through dealing with school districts, doctors, you name it, cold people. Your kid doesn't belong here. He's got special needs. You need to control your child. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show here on the Red Voice Media Network. We bring you the facts and the truth, and we're talking to that warrior mom right there, uh, the author of the book, A Warrior Mom, uh, uh, gets takes you from uh, to autism healing. Uh, and uh, I wanted to play that clip there. We talked a little bit about it in the last segment, Tracy. Uh, but, uh, you know, the school system, the public school system and the IEP, 
is a total adventure into and of itself. Uh, and I really bet it. What I saw uh, uh, and my wife saw with our young boy was uh, a system that was oriented towards protecting people from him instead of meeting his needs so that he could learn how to appropriately fit, uh, you know, not fit, but uh, learn how to interact with, with his environment, uh, you know. Uh, and, uh, and that, if we had been able to get them to focus on that, would have made everybody safe. Uh, but that's not the way that works, is it? It's not. And I actually want to go back a little bit. I forgot that he had asked a question. In regards to like prior to kindergarten, first grade, um, through the state, uh, there are services. Um, it depends on your state. They're all different. Noah went to a special needs preschool. I was actually very blessed to be living where I was at. Um, and he went to launch preschool in Torrance, California, and they were nothing short of amazing. And from there, they advocated for him moving on to kindergarten. And then Noah had a one-on-one -on -one aid at that point. But you're right, um, IEPs um, are quite challenging. And I was talking to a mom yesterday, and we, we were going back of all the times we went and sat in our car and cried after IEP meetings. And what parents go through, what we have to do to battle for our kids. I, uh, you know, an after school program that lost my son and never even called me and my husband and said that he was gone. He was in a park all by himself, by a busy road, by a hillside could have been kidnapped, could have been run over, could have, could have anything, anything could have happened. And they disregarded it. And then the school, oh, well, let me borrow this, this aid that your son has. And so she could pass out papers for me. So I scolded the teacher when I'm volunteering. I'm like, don't pull his paraeducator to pass out your papers. She's not here for you. I'm here as a volunteer for you. She yeah. is here for him. And then she purposely, and it was perfect. It was perfect. She purposely did it again, right with me sitting in the back. And there goes Noah out the door. And I go following him because nobody saw him. Nobody but me. We had I one of those too. We had one of those too. That I called him the jailbreak version of Lee. <laughs> son you know he he ran out of a portable building classroom uh you know and uh all of a sudden the alarms are going off and we get called an hour or two later hey we're looking for your son uh you know and you know what caught what triggered that is they changed his para without any advanced warnings because he's the kind of kid even today you gotta he's gotta have some time to to think about what's about to happen to him uh you know it's just the way he is uh, they, and, uh, need it's amazing. they need preparation. They need to prepare yeah. for whatever's coming up. I could tell you my son is exactly the same, that if his paraeducator that he loved oh so much was not there that day, it was not a good day yeah. at same, all. Same here. One of the questions I have before we go back to the audience, because uh, you've got a hand raised over there, uh, is uh, – 
uh, our son wasn't really diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder until he we had him in a in a facility for three months. It was kind of like a campground kind of facility, but it was good. But that's where we had to take him after a string of all these incidents, uh, uh, both in and out of this classroom at the house, you know, uh, and those kind of things. But he was nine years old. It seems like looking back on it, and this is my question is. There was a hesitance because he'd been being seen since he was 18 months old is when we started picking up on something's not right here. But it's all by psychiatrists that wanted to talk about pediatric bipolar or sensory uh, sensory dep uh, deprivation disorder, uh, those kinds of things. And nobody mm -hmm. ever seemed to be able to get to autism until finally we had all these incidents. Then the doctor we were seeing said, hey, let's send him to San Marcos. Uh, I mean, what do we got to lose? We, we can figure this out, and he can figure it out. And that's eventually what happened, but it took till he was nine years old in a three-month stay. Uh, that was tough, dropping your little boy off for three months. Did you just say San Marcos? Yes. California? Uh, no, Texas. San oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, Cal I'm San Marcos, California. I'm like, wow, that's rare. Um, no, I... I totally get it 100% that, that, and this is, so back then they had autism, ADD, ADHD, PDD, NOS, Asperger's, and now, believe it or not, they'll just classify it, they classify it all under autism spectrum disorder. Um, there's no more Asperger's diagnoses, no more PDD, NOS, which I'm happy about because that was just pretty much, they didn't want to give them a diagnosis. And yes, this in, so your son at the age of nine, if he was not diagnosed through the system at eight years old, he does not fall under that one in 36. So just so people can have an idea of how, especially back then, how all these kids were slipping through the system because they did not want to give them services. I fought so hard. My kid didn't talk. He, um, he had poor motor skills, all just poor cognitive function, all of this. They didn't want to give him ABA. They didn't want to, they didn't want to do anything. So people are like, oh, well, you need to hire an attorney so you can get 40 hours of ABA. First of all, 40 hours of ABA to me is insanity. Um, secondly, I was willing to use that $5,000 as a retainer for an attorney and just put it towards biomedical intervention in my own studies and make sure that I really addressed what was going on underlying because at the time we were broke because my husband fights big insurance and big insurance fought back and when my husband exposed big insurance in the state of california insurance commissioner for fraud and collusion on smoke and ash claims he wound up on the front page of the la times in a smear campaign okay. so we lost the business we, our home went into foreclosure and all those things. So I got to barter for treatment. I got to negotiate. I got to do whatever it was that I had to do, but I wasn't willing to give my money away um, on attorney fees. And God bless attorneys. We need them. I tell you. We do. Well, let's go over to the audience and uh, take a question. Uh, Kat, uh, who's next? Allie, go right ahead. Hi, well, thank you so much for um, allowing me to speak and thank you for sharing your story. I too am a military vet and we have our own 
several actually of our own um, vaccine injury stories. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to, to make a, a um, uh, not a correction, but if, if there's any school that takes federal funding, they have to abide by an IEP. That is the federal law. Um, and so if you have a child that does have autism, make sure and you have to advocate for that they most times will not do that we had to pull our own kids because of uh, failure to comply with ieps but my question to you is um would you mind sharing some of the symptoms and signs that m new parents can can look to uh, for vaccine injury for their children good question so me personally um Within 24 hours of Noah receiving an MMR and a Versella vaccine, um, he got a full body rash and he had a fever and he had a fever for a very long time. It was, it was well over a week and it was a high grade fever. And I probably was at the pediatrician every day. And um, then we had to go through fleshing out the rash because it wouldn't go away. And some people are like, well, maybe he even got measles from, from the vaccine. I don't know if that's the case or, you know, some doctors are like, yeah, I don't think so. But um, those, there's those. Then there's like, so if your child is like, my child is fully functioning. He had eye contact. He had speech. He had uh, strong motor skills. So I, I, I emphasize this. He could jump off two feet. He could climb things. He could do a lot of things, and he was a very strong kid. Um, after that, he could not jump on two feet. He was doing, you know, trying to do the skippy thing. He could not climb anything. He had very weak motor skills to a point of, he, I was lucky. I was very blessed that he could still walk. Um, but and then. Then the lights went out. Um, it was no speech, uh, no eye contact, and he would just tantrum because he, he couldn't communicate. So there's a lack of communication when, when children can't communicate. That's one of the, the um, signs of autism is communication. Um, so there's a number of different signs, as you know, that it's it's um, abnormal play. So I started seeing Noah lining and stacking and spinning things versus, you know, just playing with a toy, you know, like a car, the way it's supposed to be played with, he would flip it over and he'd be like, spin, 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 spin. And it, it, same thing, he'd stand in front of a fan and he was fascinated with fans and he'd just sit there. Um, Social interaction, a lot of times this is huge. Um, now, I, I don't mistake it with kids aren't as social as they used to be because they're behind computers and they're not getting outside as much. Um, so I don't, I don't mix those two. Social interaction, like, like is, you know, they're, it's like they're afraid of somebody. Um, also sensory issues. You can have uh, light sensory issues, sound, touch is a big one. Um, all, all different kinds of things. Sensory issues go wild. Um, we couldn't take Noah to a public place anymore. If we went to a restaurant, we'd stand at the door, he would scream like you were killing him. And so all these different things are, are heightened. Um, gut issues, I find, is typically one of the top ones. So so do all these neurotoxins and everything that are shoved into the body affect our gut as well? Absolutely, they all do. And 
So that's why a lot of these doctors go to heal the gut first, because when you heal the gut, then, you know, you start to repair the liver. The liver is the second brain, and it's our, our biggest protection in our body. Um, so all these different things. And when I wrote part two of my book, I'm like, different signs and symptoms of autism. Um, but people have to understand it is a spectrum. I have never met one child that is the same, that has the same issues, that has, you know, you know, that does the exact, it's very similar. So like, like I can sit here and talk to you and say, yeah, my kid didn't do well with change at all either. So, you know, if it's with the paraeducators or with anything for that matter, but um, you know, every child is so different and they're so unique, but to get a proper evaluation. But I also say when you get that evaluation, I was able to have Noah's um, preschool teacher fill out that packet of questionnaires that us parents get because I needed a second opinion and mine was a bit biased. I wasn't in denial, but I was also remembering what Noah could do prior to the age of one. So when I'm like, yeah, he could do that. And so I was, I was still in that confused state of could he do it? Could he not do it? And she was just direct and um, worked with children for a living. And she was very loving and she, she filled it out to the best of her ability, but hers was more spot on than mine. So getting another opinion is is a really great you know way to to oh, approach yeah. it absolutely you know the one thing that our son did i didn't hear you mention it is his clothes he couldn't stand the seams on the inside of his clothes so he would flip them inside out he started doing that when he was two years old uh unbelievable uh, I mean, we were like what is going on here anyway we've got to take another commercial break but we'll be right back with the warrior mom uh tracy uh, Air Force veteran and just uh, got a wonderful book out for autism uh, parents and grandparents, siblings, and providers, really. We'll be right back on the Rob Maynard Show. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 
Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show here on the Red Voice Media Network. And we're talking about autism and how warrior moms and dads have to go after getting what they need for their children uh, in this environment. And the, the veritable explosion, an epidemic of kids being diagnosed uh, on the autism spectrum disorder uh, these days. Uh, so we've got to get this right. And really, the bottom line is... Uh, uh, is that uh, it's up to the parents, really, and uh, hopefully every kid's got at least one parent that can take this challenge on. Well, Tracy, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you and your book. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, you mentioned that you wrote the book in three parts. Uh, first part was telling the story, and there we've got your uh, uh, book cover up on the screen where you guys can find it there. Please go get this book. It's a it's a great tool. I wish I had heard about it earlier because uh, I would already have a copy in my possession had I, had I known. But uh, we really need to uh, have that understanding. But part of that book, though, a big part of it is this naturopathic uh, treatment processes and, and uh, techniques and those kind of things. I just wanted you to speak to uh, what, which of those you found that worked the best. You mentioned hyperbaric oxygen chamber therapy. I work with veterans uh, with PTSD and, and traumatic brain injury combined, and that treatment works marvelously well for that. And, uh, I, I know I've talked to a doctor about get, using it for my son, but we have not done that yet. He didn't really need it. Uh, we were able to get him uh, get him on the right path, uh, really by homeschooling him and getting him off of the meds that they like to uh, prescribe for the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Right. And, and there's so much out there. Um, so in part three, I talk about a lot of the biomedical intervention. And I say number one is you are what you eat. And, you know, it's an anti-inflammatory lifestyle approach because I hate the word diet. And it's really just eating those foods because of glyphosate, because of genetically modified foods and everything, you know, wheat, corn, all of it, a lot of your grains are genetically modified unless they say non-GMO. And even that, I don't even know whether to trust non-GMO anymore. Um, it, wheat has definitely been impacted and genetically modified regardless since the 60s, which is now dwarf wheat. And, um, you know, it's dosed with glyphosate. And you have glyphosate in your clothes, in your water, in the air that you breathe, in your furniture. And, and I mean, I can go on. And, you know, so also getting rid of toxins. So number one was really uh, an anti-inflammatory diet approach, heal the gut, find out what's going on, find that functional medicine doctor. And I know a lot of people give me this excuse, like I can't afford it. They make me pay cash. I will tell you, I, I had to barter for treatments. I had to make payments for treatments, but there wasn't a single person out there that said no to me because I was very clear on my intentions, what it was that I wanted to create for my kid and I did it. I did not use money as, as an excuse. I sold everything I owned to pay for treatments. We short sailed our house to take them to the Ukraine for stem cell therapy. I mean, we did whatever we had to do and, and stuff didn't make a difference when a doctor told me my kid could live a normal life. I just had to do my research. 
Absolutely. Well, we've got uh, hands up over in the audience. We'll take one more before we get to the end of the show. So go ahead, Kat. Who's next? Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Colonel, and thank you, Tracy. Um, not really a question, but a couple of quick comments. I wanted to first thank you for having this show. If this show had been around 13 years ago, um, my life would have been a lot easier. Out of my four children, the two middle children are on the spectrum. Um, praise to God, uh, both very high functioning now uh, in the grades they're supposed to be and doing very well in school, but it was a challenge. And I do attribute my daughter's uh, autism to her vaccinations. Within three days of one of her rounds of vaccinations, she would just stare off into space uh, would not make eye contact. We, we had to take her to get her ears checked because we thought she went deaf. Um, but this is a very important space. I just wanted to thank you for it. Um, I could talk on forever, but I, I'm not going to. <coughs> Everybody in this audience <coughs> needs to share this space. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you know somebody, a parent uh, who's, who's starting to notice challenges with their child, get them connected to this information because it's going to save a lot of heartache and stress. Um, my wife has been amazing with the IEPs with the school. She's another warrior mama. Uh, so I got to give her props, but very important space, share it out, get this information out there. It's very helpful, especially to people who don't know what to do when they first experience this with a child. Thank you. Well, I couldn't ask for better feedback for this author that we've had as a guest today. Tracy, I mean, we're, we're out of time, but so go ahead and tell folks where they can find the book and find you on social media and your website and all that. And we've got your, uh, got the book cover uh, uh, marketing uh, piece up again for you while you do that. All right. So real quick, I do want to tell people um, my Instagram accounts were hacked into my personal and my warrior mom book. Um, every, everything that's, uh, recent on there is false information. I don't like Instagram anyway, so um, I am on Facebook. Uh, I that I am the only Tracy Slepsevic out there, I promise you. Um, so if you just exclude Instagram, you can find me. You can also email me at tracy at warriormom.org. And if you would like a free um, ebook, I can go ahead and send you a code for a free ebook for the listeners. But also, I have a big announcement. Um, we are hosting a, the first annual Autism Health Summit Conference with amazing doctors and speakers, Del Bigtree, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, Brian Hooker, Dr. James Neuschwander, you name it, Judy Makovitz, they're all going to be there. February 2nd and 3rd, San Antonio. Um, you can use uh, uh, promo code WM100 for $100 off um, the ticket price. And all food is included. It is a beautiful, wonderful event that we are going to have. We're going to introduce uh, Andy Wakefield's new movie, uh, Protocol 7, and do a nice preview. And you can meet the actors. And it's going to be a great event. So autismhealth.com. Autismhealth.com. Well, Tracy, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family uh, and to all those out there. I've got a couple of announcements to folks. Uh, number one, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, so uh, we are off. Uh, we're going to do Thanksgiving, too. I'm going to rebroadcast this show 
uh, tomorrow at my scheduled time for you if you want to watch it or record it and those kind of things. Uh, and the last thing I want to let you all know is that I've been asked to be the president of the Veterans for Trump in the Mississippi chapter here uh, in my home state, and I accepted that uh, uh, offer this morning, uh, so it's official. And I think Veterans for Trump uh, National Ambassador Chad Caton is listening in on this, so I want to thank him uh, for working to get a president back in office that knows what the heck's going on and knows what he's doing and can get us back to freedom, prosperity, and security. Thank you again, Tracy. We appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless. That, that's it, folks. I'll see you Monday on More War Monday. Retired Colonel John Mills is back with us. We're going to talk some more about China uh, and the uh, Israel-Hamas uh, war that's still going on, unfortunately. And the sound I like the most about this show is Tucker laughing, and I'm still going to have him do it at the end of the show. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics.
When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Save the Red!